Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. everyone and welcome to episode 98 of the in kicks we trust podcast i am here with two-fifths of the in kicks we trust team this week kev how's it going what is going on everyone so it's just me and kev this week so that's it um <laughs> we did bring some guests on this week so as we kind of mentioned we're going to be doing panel episodes for the next two weeks to celebrate our 100th episode so we brought in back part of our top 10 downloads some of the guests that we had that were on so we've got andy 80 sneaks is back with us how's it going we have matt matt O. What's up? What's up? Bonjour from Montreal. <laughs> we have James, James B. Will. Hey, guys. And we have Carlos, Mr. Grip Your Soul. Hello, hello. So we're going to be doing a panel episode with these guys this week. We had them each submit a question to us, and we're going to be answering it, and we're going to have a roundtable discussion now, just with everyone. And these guys were part of our 100th episodes and helped us grow, so we want to have just kind of a roundtable discussion where they're going to take over our podcast, and they're going to kind of run it. So... It's a little bit, little bit different this week, so hopefully everyone enjoys. But like we always do, we'll start off with our wares and pickups. So Kev, why don't you kick it off as always? Yeah, okay, no problem. So for my wares, I rock my Jordan 1 Shadows. I actually busted out the Tom Sachs uh, GPS, that um, dark self-repair. Amazing shoe, love that shoe. So comfortable, love the colorway. It's going to be in my go-to sneaker for sure in the fall. The, I also rocked the uh, Air Max Day, Air Max 1, the, that OG pair with the Volt Sole. I also rocked True Blue 3s. I rocked Varsity Maze Dunk Highs, or the Wu-Tang Dunks, basically. And then I also rocked uh, my Retro 88 Jordan 3s. So that was my wares for the week. I actually don't have any pickups, so that's it for me. Nice and easy this week, eh, Kev? Yeah, nice and easy, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So I'll start at the top of my screen and I'll go with Andy. You're the first one I see. All right. Lots of pickups, but I don't want to take up time with pickups this week. I'm always picking up. Not my proudest characteristic is spending all my money on shoes, but you know. But one that I picked up that I was pleasantly surprised by, but also was hesitant to grab were the J Balvin 2s. That retail price of 300 was, that hurt when I saw that. 300 Um, American too. Yeah, 300 American, so plus shipping, and it's just like, eesh. so it's like, okay, well, I'll just get them anyway. So I got them, <laughs> love them, makes me feel like a child again, you know, asking my mom and dad for LA gear shoes that light up because it's got the tongue. So, you know, yeah. really happy with those. And I wore those the very next day that I got them because I just wanted to wear those things. Um, I saw your photos, yeah. still. Thank you. And yeah, fun fact about those, at least from what I've heard, people were mad that they don't recharge. But apparently, like, as you walk, it's supposed to, like, recharge the LED system in it. Oh, is that how it works? Oh, shit. That's what I heard. I saw, uh, what's his name, Uh, YouTube guy, Seth Fowler. He had Hmm. that on his YouTube review about it. And in his comments, I was like, huh. Is it like in the watch, maybe? That's what I'm thinking. Automatic watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would assume. So I was like, well, if it dies, it dies. Like, cool. I'll just, you know, wear it anyway. But, yeah, if it really does do that, that's even better. So. That's my my favorite pickup of the last little bit. And then uh, wears, I wore those, wore my Laney, the white Laney Jordan 5. I think those are the 2012, no, 2013, 2013, 2012. I can't remember which year it was, but yeah, 
those ones wore those this week. Those are one of my favorite pairs in my collection. Also wore my Far Out Concepts Air Max ones. Mm. I, I bleached those last week. You know, Kev, you were yeah, asking me about I was those. Asking so, about it. Yeah, so I was really nice, happy man. That. I love yeah, that. Good. Looks, good looks job. so good. Still smells like bleach, though. So <laughs> got to wear them a few more times. <laughs> and then uh, I also wore the all black undefeated dunks from last year. Those are one of my sleeper pairs because it's just subtle, but just love the details on those. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it for me. I was very interested with that bleach pair of far outs that you did. I was it was it was interesting. I don't know that I I think if I'd done it, I would have like spotted bleached it. Like so not the yeah. whole thing. But it was cool. It was it was cool what you did. I, I never would have thought to do that on that pair. I, I want to kind of go back and maybe see if I can like dye some spots blue again. Cause like this is total experiment. Cause I was like, I put some on, I was like, oh, that's not enough bleach. It's not doing anything. So I put more on. And it just went all white. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll just run with that. It looks great. <laughs> it does look amazing, though. I love what you did with that. And, like, I was even thinking, like, the the thing about that pair for me is that that shade of blue, it just looks too new to me. Like, I don't know. It's something yeah. about it. It just looks like, you know, it needs to be distressed somehow. And I was thinking, like, I need right. to distress this this panel somehow. And when I saw yours, I was like, wow, that looks amazing. I loved, I loved how it turned out. It was amazing. Yeah, the denim on the far outs was way different than like on the mellows or the heavies. Like it was just yeah, like the mellows, they're already a little bit distressed, or it has like kind of like a patchy look to it or something like that. Yeah, exactly like that. Like on those, exactly like that. The mellows are also like that too. So, you know, with the far out, I I I love the colors on the far out, but that one panel, it's just like it needs to be like that. Like it needs to be distressed somehow. I do like how all of them have a different pattern though, because my heavy looks completely different from yours. Oh yeah, like sure. my, my denim part. And I do, I did like that because that's a tough thing to achieve along an assembly line. And like, I can only imagine like, obviously like, I'm sure it was just a big cut like that they did, but like, yeah, I don't know. It was just a nice touch on a shoe that I think it makes it more special. Like I, sure. I beat mine. I went on a water ride in Disney world with them and people <laughs> were like freaking out going, ah, and I'm like, now the cow hide a little bit did leak. like the Brown did leak into the denim, but I actually kind of like it. I'm like, it's just, yeah. like, I, I mean, think it's good. I think it looks okay. good with that pair. Right. Cause it's already like, it's a different pattern. It's different. It, like it's it it looks all distressed. the denim. Yeah. It looks distressed. It yeah. looks more distressed. Right. More woodstocky. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. No, I, th- I agree. I think it, I think it looks better distressed because it's it's too uniformed. I, I agree, Kev. It's, right. it's too uniformed mm-hmm. the way it comes stock. So I, I like the distress. I'd, I'd be interested you're on your take on that, Matt. I must be the only living soul on this earth that has not given two shits about this Air Max <laughs> One release. Like I, everybody's picked up this pair, man, and I was just like, that's too busy for me. Pass next. <laughs> no, that's my opinions on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the Offway Air Force One Low Volts, and I that's too loud for me. I literally put them on my feet once, and I said, I can't wear these. Like, I just I can't put outfits together. They're way too loud, grabs, like, way too much attention. I'm just like, I can't put anything together with Volts. So they, like, stay in the box. So I've learned my lesson with, like, way too busy shoes. That's a bright color, though. That's a really it is. bright <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like no, that's... no no need for leds with those man yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <out> as it is. <laughs> nice good week andy matt why don't we hear from you you're you're actually next on my screen so we'll we'll go to you next oh best for next 
pickups. I haven't picked anything up in a long while. I'd say the most recent pickup was like a kangaroos. I, we, we literally talked about this in our last podcast episode. Was, I was all on kangaroos and I'm, if there's anything you can pin me for, it's consistency. Kangaroos, overkill, collab, and this is the Adam pair. I'll show you guys a photo. I know obviously listeners won't be able to see it, but I'll describe it. So it's basically, so it's a black pair with like a turquoise leather across it, uh, gum outsole and a red tongue. Really nice pair. Great quality as always from the made in Germany kangaroos. And then I got a sample. What, what? Sneak peek. What? Dope. Yeah. I'm blurring it on purpose and and uh, I'm doing it on purpose. You guys don't get the full. You guys don't get the full reveal. So that's the second sample of the first Volker runner that I will be hopefully releasing early next year. And yeah, that's about it for pickups in wares this week. Keeping it simple: two Air Max 90s, one Air Max 90 snakeskin, like the gray and black and white pair, which I just beat cheat to the ground. I love Air Max 90s; they're like my go-to's. Those and Hirachis are my go-tos for just beaters. Super comfortable and just fit my wide foot. And the Air Max 90 Bacons and the Jeff Staple X New Balance 575s in gray. If you're not familiar with that shoe, that I might not actually have a photo. You could take a look for that. But they like shot up like crazy in price since New Balance became cool again. I got them when I was like, people were just discovering New Balance a little bit more, like the, through the revival of collaborations and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, I like kind of like brands that are on the cusp of popularity, kind of like Stone Island, CP Company, New Balance. And then before they become like really big, I found this collab with Jeff Staple. And I was like, oh, you know, that touches on Staple and it's New Balance. It's like, Really nice blend of the two worlds of like the dad world, the runner world and the sneaker, you know, hype world. So let me get that pair. And then the price shot up. Now they're like 800 something bucks. Whatever I got them for like three, 400 bucks. So pretty good come up on that. So those were my wares and pickups this week. It's always good to have those come ups. I know we were talking last week about my sale one come up, which is just an in, still insane to think about that. I picked those up for like 70 bucks, 70 to a hundred dollars. And they're like easily a thousand dollar shoe now. Yeah, it's crazy how the market just changes. And Rich would be very proud of you for the Hirachi statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Har- Hirachis. I, dude, I jogged in Hirachis. I went to Japan in Hirachis, New Zealand in Hirachis. Like, dude, that shit, that's so comfortable. They're so comfortable. It's the best. Like, if ever anybody asks me, like, what do you recommend as, like, the most comfortable shoe? Like, non-sneakerheads and stuff. I say just, like, get a pair of Hirachis and forget about it. Like, that's it. You don't need anything With a else. wide foot? I'm shocked you say that. I know Rich is the same way, but no. I, every time I can't get a size, I can't, I'm always between sizes and I never, I gave up years ago. James, I 100% understand you and feel you on that. It is something you have to try in store. Cause I'm like a I 10, did. 10 yeah. and a half. And I went up to an, like an 11 and a half and it was like wow. snug, like, but it was the perfect fit. So I had to do it in store. And then, yeah, I got the right one for me. But question is if somebody asked you <laughs> if that was the only, no, if somebody asked you if you could only wear one sneaker for the rest of your life, would you still pick the Hirachi? Rich, for, Rich versatility, <laughs> for, versati- for versatility and coming apocalypse from climate change and stuff, probably Hirachis. If it was like to stunt and just 
live my best life, I'd stick with my Coraline Dunks. You got to live <laughs> oh, with the grails. There's a reason they're grails, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful shoe too. Yeah. No, I, I mean, the question was just simply, if you could only pick one shoe for the rest of your life, what would it be? And Rich, I remember. Rich so was funny. like, my knees can't handle a Jordan 6 for the rest of my life. It's got to be a Hirachi. Yeah, that's what he picked. So, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen the video when we were at SneakerCon, Rich uh, was asked uh, what would be the shoe he'd wear for the rest of his life, and he answered Hirachi and absolutely shocked everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you've got validation there from Matt that uh, you know it's a super comfortable shoe. So Rich, you you were definitely not off <laughs> on your answer. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely not off. <laughs> nice, good week, Matt. I think I'll go next. So I went to the weekend concert last week. Uh, fantastic. I would recommend that to anyone who wants to go see it. He is fantastic live. So I kind of threw it back to here. Anyone remembers he did a, a Puma collab in like 2015 and he did that like really, really high cut, like yeah, combat like a... boot almost. Yeah, looking that's thing. right. So I Locker still released. It was weird. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah. We had a lot of those. They were, they were sitting for a long time. <laughs> So I wore my SF Air Force Ones. I have a burgundy pair with a gum sole, something a little bit different. Very comfortable until I had to stand in them for two hours. And then it wasn't so comfortable. <laughs> I also wore Hirachis this week. I wore my red, red Hirachis. I wore my Tokyo Maze Air Max Ones and Crocs as always. But that's just my slipper, basically. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We got some people who like Crocs here and some who don't. I, they, they might be ugly but man they are comfy i'm sorry it's yeah. like that that's by my door like if i have to go run the garbage out to the curb or if i gotta go like pick up dog poop from the yard crocs man all right so me and andy are on that wave so everyone else is, is thumbs <laughs> yeah. down on that one not, I, not my good. georgetown dunks are my are my beater shoes they're the ones i take out to do everything it's really funny <laughs> I, you know what was funny, Andy? I wore those to and from SneakerCon, and I put them on after, and my God, they were wide. Right? Your feet, they thank were you. so comfortable. I was like, wow, these, this is heavenly. How did I wear anything else other than this all day? <laughs> <laughs> and that is my week. James, you're shaking your head, so we'll give you a chance to talk, and you can, you can <laughs> talk about how you didn't wear Crocs this week. I, I did not pick up a pair of Crocs. I did not wear a pair of Crocs. No hate on people who do. I understand. They're comfortable. Okay? No hate on people that do. It's fine. Um, but uh, I had an oops cop um, because it was a low bid. Um, I put a very low bid on a pair of, and this will be a trend this episode for me, from uh, I bought a pair of Sean Watherspoon Superstars in the black colorway because they're a good beater pair. Got them for cheap. But my big pickup was when the dark iris jordan 3 released it's funny because i'm not known to be a jordan person known to bash them a little bit with their quality but uh was a dark iris was like rumored back in like november 2021 and i saw them and i'm like okay i love purple i like the jordan 3 and it's not an og but it was something that i was like okay if there's something that i'll spend a little bit of money on and a year later, there you go. They came out and I was there right that Saturday. I'm like, I have to get them. I'm very happy with them. The quality is actually much better than I expected. But yeah, my wares this week, I wore the Shadow 6000 Food Fights today, which I'm a big fan of that shoe. I think it's a really, I think it's the most, mm, second most underrated pair uh, to release this year because no one talked about it. They released and then people are like, oh, like what are those in a good way? 
but uh, then I wear 550s like every other day because in my opinion they are weirdly comfortable and they're just like tanks so like you can wear them no like it's not snowing just so you know we're in Canada but it's not snowing yet um, but when it's pouring rain I throw them on when I pick up the kids knowing that they're just gonna like from school and I know they're just gonna step on it that's what I wear because they're easy to wipe off and specifically the ALD pair 550 of the like red white and blue colorway I wore a pair of by the way I do two changes a day of shoes so I can wear my shoes I'm a big fan of like at least putting two pairs on a day I wore the Reebok Ventilator Bodega collab from like, I think it was like 2016, 2015, something like that. Pretty cool pair. It's got like polka dots on it. ZX8000. Well, this is all this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> ZX8000 Dead Hypes. Probably, in my opinion, the most underrated pair from that ZX, A to ZX collection. Quality on it was excellent. Plus it's purple. So I had to get it. And then Air Max 90 Laser Blue. Air Max 90s seem to be a trend for everyone. And they're my favorite Air Max model. So I completely understand why everyone's wearing those. So, yeah. Oh, I got to start doing that too. Like the, just the midday switch up or something on the, on the sneakers. It's a great I, idea. I like to, yeah. Like it really that. is. Like we have all these sneakers and, it, you know, you only wear one pair a day. So it's, it's actually a really good idea to wear multiple pairs in a day like that. Because then that was your weekly wears and you had what, like eight or nine wears in there? where yeah. I went a whole seven days and wore three different pairs of shoes. Like, <laughs> now I know, I know you're going to pick up the kids and you're doing a little bit more and leaving the house a bit more, but I mean, yeah. still like, it's a great idea because it just gets pairs in rotation. It just gets you thinking and wearing other stuff. So it's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. I do a drop off for my daughter and then pick up for my daughter. Right. So it's like a guarantee to, to yeah. wear too. Question is though, like, Usually when I when I pick sneakers, I like I build a fit from it too. So are you changing the outfit as well, or is it just the sneakers? It doesn't matter. Uh, just no. the sneakers. Okay. No, I wear I wear pretty despite my my sneakers being really crazy, like bright and things like that. The opposite of, of Matt. My outfits are pretty monotone because I want the shoes to shine. When the fall winter rolls around, like I do like wearing a lot of plaid. So I have to watch what I wear more. So I'll wear probably a lot of just like more simple shoes in the fall, mainly because that I don't want the plaid with like my Sean Weatherspoons that are like, just like completely opposite. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. That, exactly. That would be my issue. If I'm wearing something that's like, like a far out pair, there's probably an outfit that goes with that. So if I switch to something else, then I, I might be tempted to change my, you know, my entire outfit as well. So that would be the deterrence. For so I live in the middle of nowhere. So no one really cares. Like I walk to like, the, I go to the grocery <laughs> store and like, there's people in, pajama bottoms like at like one o'clock in the afternoon i, yeah, I can't yeah, do that yeah. obviously like i just like i'm like hey that's you hey you do you but like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah with some crocs with on. crocs there you yeah. go <laughs> some crocs we said it at yeah. the same time yeah <laughs> he knew it matt knew matt knew it was crocs next he knew yeah. what was happening i mean there is a type of person who wears crocs and i will just leave it at that <laughs> special uh, also, also the same type of person that wears uh, pajama pants at the grocery store yeah. <laughs> and they happen to, they happen to go hand in hand so yeah. <laughs> i will say james I'm, I'm real happy you got those uh those threes you know what like i think they're a cool pair i mean there's always those pairs that come out that they do that's that's not an og or it's not something jordan wore or anything like that but it's a cool colorway like it's just it's not it has nothing to do with it not being an og it's just a cool colorway like 
I'm trying to think of pairs off the top of my head, but like Air Jordan, yeah, clean like pair. there's there's Simple. pairs, yeah. Like I'm a big Air Jordan Nine fan, so like the Air Jordan Nine Kilroy's is an example, right? That gray outline they put on the shoe, fantastic. I think another one I had is, is the Bobcat Twelves. People may not remember mm. those, but um, I remember those. Great pair, love it. Don't wear it very often, but great pair, love it. Right, like it's just one of those. Like, there's always those pairs that come out that you look at and you're like, "Oh, that's dope." I mean, for for me, I have like when I have white cement threes, it's like I probably don't need both, but like the purple is great. And I know, like, I know when we went to the went to a Raptors game last year, and you were saying like, "Oh, I don't have any purple shoes to like to go with this." So when we go again this year, now you have something mm-hmm. to wear, right? Well, the Chicago twos crumbled on me. Hopefully, I get the ones in December. The ones I wore to the Raptor game, they crumbled like two wears after that. So we well, can't wear the same shoes two years in a row, James. We're we're sneakerheads here. You can't you can't, you, you, you can't clash. Like even if it's a different year, you gotta do something else, right? Sure. <laughs> nice, good week, and we'll finish it off with the movie star Carlos. It's a documentary. The temp part. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me, a documentary star. <laughs> well, for pickups, I've only for the last month I picked up the Nike. Cortez, Times Union, the gray and the black pair. And they're actually a lot better in hand than what I thought they were going to be, but I like them, and I think they're pretty solid. Took a trip down to Vegas a couple weeks ago and had a couple wears, the Dunk Low undefeated, the blue ones, the five mm-hmm. on it. Love those. I love that pair. That's probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite. I ended up walking about 12 miles in my Jordan 1 Royals. I don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend Rest that. Rest in peace to your arches. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They were, oh my. You need God. some Harachis. <laughs> yeah, I need Yes, a, I yes need a, you do. I, I got you, Carlos. On, I got you. I, I wasn't planning on it, but we ended up going to the game and the Raider game and nice. between, between the game and parking, because parking, you have to walk oh, a yeah, century. <laughs> yeah, it, it, parking's awful. So yeah, I ended up walking a lot in those. I don't recommend it. Wore my uh, Jordan One Biohacks, my black pair of the Cortez Union ones, Air Max One Tree Lines, and Air Max One Canyon Golds. Nice. That's about that's about it for me. I love Air Max ones. I mean, I would take a Air Max one over a Horachi. Me too. That would be that would be one of my picks too, for sure. <laughs> All right, so teams for teams forming here. We got yeah, yeah. Matt and Mike. We've got Carlos and Kevin. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's Team Croc over there with Trev and, and Andy. <laughs> oh, like James said, I that's not, not even a up. team, yo. They're on the bench. Oh, yeah. There's lots <laughs> of shots being fired on the bench wearing yeah. pajama pants. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a ten day contract. Ten day contract. <laughs> Where the G League you know, call ups. You know, Crocs were originally made for gardening. So, come on, you're you're on the side. <laughs> uh, all right, Kev, let's kick this off. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we got a uh, pretty fun bunch here, as you guys may have already noticed. But we're calling this, uh, you know, the theme for this episode is going to be the In Kicks We Trust podcast takeover. So, as we already mentioned, we've got Andy, Matt, James and Carlos uh, on this episode. It's kind of like our road to our 100th episode. So welcome back, guys. Appreciate you guys coming back. The reason why we have them on or the way that we picked these guests was we actually looked back to our you know last 97 episodes to see 
who was the top listens, top downloads for our podcast. And, you know, this was half of the, the, the group that we came up with. And uh, we thought, made, let's slap them on together. You know, super opinionated guys, lots of knowledge. And it would be just great to have like a panel discussion. But the way we decided to run it was we're going to have them come up with the questions because normally we would come up with the questions, but we wanted them to sort of come up with the questions. You know, we asked them the questions last time. We're going to get them to sort of take over the podcast and, and create the questions uh, for this episode. So look uh, at welcome. this. These guys are on their way. They haven't even made their hundredth episode yet. And they're already losing steam. Look at this. They're making the guests do the work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're mailing it in now. We did 97. Yeah. Good. That's enough. <laughs> free labor, free labor, free labor. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm sick of, I'm sick of thinking of the question. You guys come up with the questions. You guys run this podcast, take it over for us. <laughs> You guys are like LeBron. You only want to play offense. You don't come back on defense no more. Yeah. So you're like, I'm done. <laughs> hey, unless it's the playoffs. Unless it's yeah. the playoffs. There you go. We're crawling towards the the 100 episode finish line here. So we had to call in some of our subs <laughs> to help us out. I'm writing down Juan's outro right now just so I can get Are it Are you right. okay? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, when I go back to listen to some of these episodes and, and just going back to hear you guys specifically – Everyone's special in their own way. And I can, you know, I feel like there's a reason why you guys were the top 10 downloads. You know what I mean? Like I had a lot of fun, not just with you guys, but with all of our guests, but it's going to be amazing just to hear you guys discuss amongst each other, just the questions that you guys came up with. So definitely appreciate you guys. appreciate you guys coming back. Thank you. Thank you for having us. But uh, when Trev told me who the guests were and we kind of grouped you guys together, you know, I saw we had some creators, you know, we have Matt who designs stuff for Volker, which is amazing. Like if you guys haven't checked out his stuff yet, amazing stuff. We've got Andy, you know, teacher by day, but he also does tons of like content creation too. So if you guys haven't checked out his photos and his Instagram stuff, you know, amazing shots, just love what he does. And we talked earlier about, you know, just him bleaching his sneakers, like just stuff like that. And, you know, just really jaw dropping stuff. But we also have Carlos, he's like, you know, we always chat about stuff, you know what I mean? Like he always uh, comments on everything, but you know, he's a semi-star being a Last Dance documentary Documentary star. star. <laughs> documentary star. But, uh, you know, always, um, you know, always supporting a lot of these creators and stuff too. And James, of course, uh, with his Instagram stuff, I'm always uh, peeping his stuff. You know, he's, he's the man of the double shoe change uh, in a day, but uh, always comes up with some really creative reels and ways to highlight his sneakers too. So it was kind of like a, I felt a, a creative vibe with this group. So I just kind of wanted to kick it off with the question that I came up with was, uh, who would you guys say is your current favorite content creator or maybe a sneaker designer, collaborator? And you can't say yourself. <laughs> you can't, uh, and, and, and maybe try to keep it like sneaker, you know, sneaker themed or whatever. Like maybe you're, you know, like you could say, I would say Andy, you know, is one of my top favorites, but, you know, I'm wearing actually uh, the Legends League crew neck that JR wore on SeekerCon, sort of like in tribute to him, because one of my favorite content creators right now is JR Weidman. I just, you know, love his energy and what he does with uh, stuff with eBay sneakers, so, and eBay Canada, but that would be somebody that I would pick. I just, you know, love the way he carries himself and, and, and the questions he asks, and we kind of alluded to you know, the question with Rich and, you know, just that reaction that he had, you know, just things like that. Just, you know, I just love JR. So, but let's hear what you guys think. Yeah, I can go. 
for me, I mean, I'm a little biased. I, I love your, I mean, to you guys in kicks, we trust you guys are the first podcast I started listening to when I started to get back into the kick game. So to you guys, I, I think your guys' content is awesome weekly with everything you guys do with the grocery store flex. I've enjoyed that. And now me and Trev have started now this golf course flex. Um, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so yeah, that's been really fun. So I think you guys are one of my top faves. The Sneak This podcast is also one of my favorites. AD, of course, Happy Wood Life. His stuff is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, wearing wearing his he shirt. Wearing his hat. Yeah. His hat. yeah, wearing his hat. Mr. Miller, of course, he's always fire and so energetic and he's full of information and for, as far as like collaborators for me um pat has got to be one of them and concepts also james is also one of them you guys have talked about it i've talked about it a little bit rich has got his grill shop that he posts every week or every day whatever he does i think james james you will he has a a be will shop <laughs> every time on his story so, I mean, it's good stuff. Consistency. I, I, I had to be yeah. consistency. Consistency. That. That's, that's right. You know, it's the same shot, but it's consistent and it's it's good. I mean, so I, I enjoy you guys. And um, those are my tops. Those I love that. The B-Will shot. That's James. You <laughs> like, you got to start using that, man. Like, You know what? You know what? So I'm part of a... <laughs> A very niche community, the Disney sneaker community. And uh, shout out, shout out, kicks of the castle, kicks of the castles, that's who we are. On Wednesdays, specifically, a lot of them re- started replicating my shot on purpose. They're like, oh, it's J Will Wednesday. And I'm just like, oh, no, like it's not supposed to be that at all. But like, if you want to do it, like, cool. I'm, I'm flattered. And then they all made fun of me because the uh, later on, uh, no, no, they made fun of me because they're like, someone posted like a fire shoe and I'm just like, Oh, it's exploding my iPhone 10. And they're like, you have an iPhone 10. That's all I heard. In this conversation. <laughs> and, <he was> like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, that's what I take my shot with. And then they're all amazed. Cause I'm like, it's just, it's all editing, right? Like yeah. <laughs> not all editing. I shouldn't say that. I thought about taking that same be will shot, but then I was like, I don't have that many cool socks. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. you have a lot of socks. Yeah, Andy's a sock guy too. That's oh, like too to many, man. Yeah, <laughs> I have to have another dresser down here with my shoes where I keep my socks because the wife hates how much room it takes up in our shared dresser. So you know, a dresser full of socks. Jesus, not not full. It's not okay. full yet. It's, it's there. It's there so okay. that like it doesn't take up the space, you know, okay. in, in our in our shared dresser. So no, it's not full. It's it's got the top drawer that's you know it's about half full in that one right now. So okay, okay. Andy, I have to I have to point out you just said shared dresser, and then behind you there's a wall of shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the base the basement is mine. It's unfinished. If I showed you everything, it just looks like a dungeon down here. But then you have my sneakers, and then you got the dresser over here with the socks. So. <laughs> which is his space yeah <laughs> dope so yeah why don't we hear from andy then like what uh... yeah no i think uh for me like i don't know i draw a lot of inspiration from lots of different people and i really appreciate everybody in the sneaker space especially on social media because like that's something that like i really love about social media is just connecting with people because sneakers is such a uniting thing like from anywhere in the world and uh from anywhere in the country here in the u.s like i've met just a lot of cool people couple of people that I really like 
watching their stuff. I love uh, Sean Goh's YouTube channel. Always go to him for reviews. He's like my number one review guy. I mean, so thorough and just so like, he's not like one of those guys like, wah, 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 loud yeah. in your face, you know, but it's just like concise and he shows good details. And I just love the way that he shoots things like his photography is fantastic. His videos are excellent. Love watching his stuff. Instagram, like I love Happy Life. What Steve is the man, like love that guy. One of the most awesome. down to earth dudes yeah. in his awesome. work. Like he is amazing. Like seeing where like some of his first pieces to where he's at now, like his progression, it's mm -hmm. insane. Like that guy is, he's just elevating incredible. his craft. It's yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Like that is like artistry at its finest. Like his pieces belong in a museum. That's my opinion. Like those are, they're that he's level. Of, he's doing, uh, oh, whose face is he doing? Tom right Brady. Now? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I, that's I hate Tom Brady, but you know, hey, we got him in a Super Bowl. It's okay. Yeah. We hey, got him in a Super Bowl. You know, Call, no, Nick Collie's Hull. not gonna, yeah, I don't think you can Nick Foles can catch a pass, Tom Brady can't. So we'll just leave it out there. <laughs> that's that's, that's um, the only place we need to leave it at. <laughs> I, I but, do have to, I just have to shout out Happy Life Wood. We did have him on the podcast. And if you guys don't know about his work, when we first were talking with him to, to come on the podcast, I was looking at his work and I'm like, oh, that must be like painted. I'm like, that's still really cool. Like it's cool. But to listen to his process and how he goes through all of like the sourcing the wood, like this, like these projects that he's doing are like, I think some of them are like over a hundred hours worth of work. Right. Yeah. They're it, like, it's incredible. Everything is like a different piece of wood that is, it's not painted. It's not stained. It's just, he's creating things from wood. I, did not know that was even possible and it's outstanding I, ju I just had to call that out because his work is really outstanding and if you don't know a lot of the backstory or haven't seen some of the backstory on it it's it's really incredible to see yeah you got to check him out follow him like his stuff's incredible absolutely insane so love love his stuff a couple other guys on instagram that i appreciate and love their stuff too 215 shooter rome he's uh lives out in philadelphia love oh, how he does. he's just <laughs> yeah he's just genuine like includes his kids his stories always including his kids and that and it's just a real dude i appreciate you know creators that are just real and not just doing these like i don't know i feel like there's some creators that just have this level of like they just seem untouchable like you can't talk to them they just produce their content and you know just leave it at that and uh it's just some of it just seems like not real if that makes sense but just like i appreciate creators that are real and you can connect with and you know talk to and stuff like that but as far as sneaker designers, so many. I mean, especially here within the last like five or six years, we've seen a lot of great quality collaborations. You know, I'm I'm new to the New Balance train, but one of my favorite collaborators right now is Joe Fresh Goods. He does amazing stuff. Love his New Balance collabs. I loved his Vans collab that he did too a few months back. Like just super simple. The socks with that. Got to throw some in the drawers. I, I like. Uh, I like how he came out strong though. Yeah, like, because people were like doubting him at first collabs like, oh, it's an MB1 like we like it's the same materials. And then like I respect his cons like he had some misses like the Converse all star like like that was right. the best looking <laughs> shoe. But like good for him. Like he came back strong with New Balance. He came back strong with Vans like he was he didn't stop. And I think he just proved to people that he he knew what he was doing. And it wasn't just like a fluke colorway. That right. Right. No, I absolutely agree with you. And like, I mean, his New Balance collabs are some of my favorite New Balances just this year. And still for me, like probably not the most popular pick so far for sneaker of the year, but those 90 60s that he did this year, 
Yeah, new silhouette, the designs on it, the storytelling. That's up there for me for sneaker of the year. Beautiful pair. So yeah, that's those are those are mine. That upcoming pair looks really good. I think it's a fusion pair. It looks like it's a different sole. Nine nine one top with like a nine nine three bottom. Yeah, it looks like a nine nine three bottom. Cause it was like when yeah. they said nine nine three, I was like, that top doesn't look like a nine nine three. I mean it's hard to no. see from his pictures, it, but it looks yeah. like a nine nine one. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. And it's yeah. All the colorways. Love the pastel colorways on it. Like, yeah. I'm going to have a hard time not wanting to get all three of them. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Love Joe Fresh Goods. Love the, you know, again, yeah, like you said, Happy Life Wood. Crazy stuff. If you guys haven't checked out this stuff. But, yeah, amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Andy. Matt, how about you? The creator himself. We're talking about shoe designers. Like, Matt's, you know, he designs his shoes, too. He designs apparel and all that stuff. But I want to hear what, what you picked in terms of. Your content creators yeah listen we're on the road to 100 man i'm sorry but i gotta break the rules i mean there are no rules on the no road there's to no, 100. Rules. no rules so as a burgeoning sneaker designer i have to shout out my brand is every time every time i get a chance to that's so fair i am going to shout out volker i'm putting in the hours i'm putting in the work and i took the blur off so you guys could finally see the sample a little bit better but yeah so working on the first nice. runner that's going to come out for volker super super stoked on it they're comfortable as hell so i was just like really pleased with that but yeah man so i'm just gonna shout out my brand there just you know you guys want to go and take a look it's volker v-o-l-e-c-o-e-u-r underscore on instagram i've got a bunch of collections coming up i'm wearing some of it right now this one is existence and negative space collection for uh recognizing the struggle of living with anxiety depression something that well, you know, I didn't plan on making this like a thing, you know, like a psychiatry session here, but something that I live with and a lot of people live with. And I think something we've become a little bit more cognizant of during the pandemic. So well, I wanted to make a shirt like that where all the graphics here are basically blacked out or they go with the same color of the shirt so you don't see it. And it's all printed around the logo. So the logo is not actually printed. It exists in the negative space of the box logo in this case. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's so dope. there's a lot of thought that goes into all of what I do. It's story based. And you'll see when the, with the creators that I highlight right now that, you know, I gravitate towards people who tell good stories. So it's a big plus one for Joe Fresh Goods on my front as a collaborator. Amazing stories. I mean, this guy is doing a great job of stories and he's delivering kick-ass colorways. You can't say mm. that he's delivering. Even if you're not a fan of his shoes, he's producing wearable good shoes, period. He's not producing Sean Wallerspoon garbage. He's actually producing <laughs> stuff, which is a point that I hey, know we're going to Yeah, you even got to my favorite. Hey, sh- later on. Zach <laughs> <laughs> got wearable, good-looking kicks that like 90% of the people could buy and just justifiably enjoy whereas that doesn't make sense for sean Wallerspoon. i'm gonna get off of this don't worry but uh, i just had to throw sean under the bus there i, kn- I knew it matt i knew it as soon as i heard you were yeah. on it i'm just like oh we're gonna clash with this one <laughs> yeah i go on instagram story tirades against uh, sean Wallerspoon, but that's on another topic speaking yeah, of another sean, topic later this episode too <laughs> yeah <laughs> Speaking of Sean's, you also note, please, I want some props for this. I am king of segues. So speaking of Sean's, Sean Go, another big plus for content creators. Big plus one on my end for Sean. He is the BBC of sneaker reviews, the David Attenborough (laughs) of of sneaker reviews. I just watch his videos all day. He's just very calm. 
yes. what she was going to be like yeah. for, you know, face with a nice suede that meets like a, a mesh upper and the heel counter is countered in a nice contrasting pink. And then, and I, I don't know, it's very, <laughs> there's something therapeutic and informative that's just to the point and it gives me what I need. I don't need any of that decorative, oh my God, I found these at Walmart. Yeah, Jordan twos on sale, and it's like, yeah, but you did, you didn't though. You brought yeah. those and put them on a shoe rack yeah. and staged the whole thing. I'm so, yeah. yeah, I don't need those creators. No, that's a good point. I think Sean Go, Sean Go is like that guy who answers every single question you'd have about a sneaker in one video. And yeah, and like Andy said, you know, if you ever want to find out about a shoe, whether it's you know how it fits, what it, what it's gonna look like on feed, like you know all the different angles, he covers all of that. So it's almost like anytime someone asks in a group chat, like, does anyone know how these fit or, you know, whatever, I always just post a, a link to whatever. And it's, and he's Absolute. always got yep. it available right away. Like if a shoe just came out, it's like Sean goes already got the review. So it's like, it's easy to just sort of point to Sean go. And yeah, uh, I have, I have a few pairs of Sean go sneakers in my collection. So yeah, his actual me too. Shoes. Yeah, yeah. We're the me same too. Size. I've actually bought. Yeah, we, me too. We wear the same. Yeah, we all wear the same size. Size like, ten slightly on the wider side. Yeah, slightly on the wider side. I'm pretty convinced. It's. I'm pretty convinced we have a 10.25 foot. Like sizing wise, it's probably a 10.25 because I always can fit comfortably ish between the two, but I always go for 10 and a half. But yeah, no, Sean's my go to. There you go. <laughs> see what you did there. See what you did there. <laughs> so, I feel like I have 11.75 size foot, so I feel you on that one. Yeah, you heal me on that one. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm also king of dad jokes and segues, so you're going to get a lot of that. I'll just cap it off with two classics and uh, Jacques Slade and Seth Fowler. I don't think there's anything to be said. They're just anything extra to be said. I mean, you guys know their content. They're just, yeah. they're true dudes. They speak the truth. They're straight up informational like Sean. Um, and yeah, just cool guys. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stop, stop hogging up all the time. Oh, <laughs> Teddy Santis. Teddy Santis yeah, as a, a one, collaborator. He was but on my list because, yo, he's, he's making GRs. Way. Yeah, he's making GRs at New Balance. Great. <laughs> keep them coming yeah <laughs> all right that's it i'm done he's, he's creative director now though right he's a creative director of new balance though right for made in usa i believe yeah 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 so i'm like ones, i'm like the ones that you call him a collaborator because he's on, on the brand he's now, actually on the team like, now yeah yeah people are calling he's like oh it's a teddy santis release teddy santis it's like guys it's made in usa release like let's stop calling yes. it. but because so many people in the vernacular are referring to these as teddy santis collabs or whatever right i said sneaker designer no 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 throw him in the mix why not good guy deserves his props he's a designer there you go i yeah. there you go. I, I have to say sometimes like like i listen to like quite a few podcasts and like not you guys because you guys don't talk new balance too much but like it's like sometimes like i hear it and it's just like oh yeah i'm like i'm like no he works for new balance like he's not like ald anymore he works for them you know what i mean like I'm like little things irk me which is why i respect matt's storytelling your storytelling is excellent for Booker. yeah absolutely always respect that but uh yeah for content creators obviously not just because he's he's here right now but obviously i'm a big andy andy dutton fan mm -hmm. sneaks. plus i respect the consistency i have no idea how you do it like you're just consistent like in posting and 
the quality of like, obviously we've, we've talked about it already and I won't continue, but like, yeah, the clarity of your images. Like I've asked questions to you before in the past, obviously I found out you shoot with a Sony, just like many other amazing content creators, except for Sean Go, who shoots with an icon, which is interesting because no one else shoots with an icon. It's either Canon or Sony. It's very, very weird. I won't get into too much uh, camera work because Andy's the only one that understands <laughs> it. But, but yeah, Sean Go, of course. Um, Sean Go was one of the first. When I started getting back into sneakers, probably like, was this 2016, 2017? He had just started like kind of like going, getting into it. But it was weird because he didn't have too many videos. But like the videos that he had were the shoes I wanted. And sizing was, is always a problem for me. And I never understood why most of these YouTubers don't talk about sizing. Like, I'm just like, why aren't you talking about the sizing? Like people want to know what size to get. Cause you can't go in and buy a Travis Scott one on the shelf. Like it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like obviously a bad example. Cause they're hyping most people who buy those know their size at that point. But yeah, from content creation, like those two, like you got, these guys are kind of like the ones I, I watch all the time. The, uh, it's a 215 shooter. Somebody, like I always mess up the numbers. I, I love his stuff. Like you said, his stuff is very natural. It's something about like, just like the, like you do the same, mm-hmm. something similar, but like he walks up and he just goes, I mean, it's just something so loving about that versus like forcing something and like walking the screen and going like, oh, you know I mean? Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> we get it. We get it. But uh, his, his transitions are really clean too. Like from his movement to his shot, I always find it's quite cool to watch. Obviously, I'm not going to have life what I, I've, he's a cool guy. I've t- I, it was, it was really cool because he was great about just like when someone DMs him, he actually like messaged back, which is kind of cool. I'll transition to, I'm not as good of a transition with as, uh, as Matt here, but one of my favorite small brands. And I think Matt, I think you mentioned them is a world United. I'm a huge fan of world United. I have a lot of stuff from Ken was his name. Really cool guy. I've formed a pretty good friendship, friendship with him talk to him daily he's in our disney sneaker chat as well so also kind of makes sense that way but plus one for a world united he's a really great dude he's a really yeah. great dude bounced a couple of ideas and stuff off of him and uh shared sample picks and stuff back and forth really great dude yeah i know people don't necessarily always like his his stuff because they're like oh it's like a fake or whatever i'm just like you know what like it's unique enough to me i like the look of them i think they're clean the way that what he's done with them and then I have to say Sean Weatherspoon <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you know what? Okay. So for me, it's funny. I am in a story and everything because that's why a world United, like it's such a cool brand overall. And then from Sean Weatherspoon, which is not like that. Cause it's not very story based. A lot of his stuff, but I, I love wild sneakers. Like I'm a huge fan of just like wild concepts on sneakers and there's just something about his his colors that he uses. There's so much pop to them. Like for me, one of the most underrated sneakers of the year is his EQT that he released. It's kind of like a hiker version of the EQT 993. No one talks about it. Yes, it's like $70 on StockX. I don't care. But I think it's a really, really unique pair. No, good picks. I mean, everyone's got, you know, you can't fault anyone for, you know, who they picked. Uh, you know, obviously you like what you like, right? But uh with that being said, I mean, this is the takeover episode. We got you guys to ask questions. So on that note, James actually gave a question about 
Sean Witherspoon. So why don't you kick it off then and let's uh, let's get the discussion going since we've got some opinions on that already. So um... oh no, we shan't, Kevin. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's gonna be so many good titles on this. Oh, keep so, it coming. <laughs> so James, James's question directed to the rest of you guys then uh, would be, and and we'll hear from James too. But you know, if Sean Witherspoon stayed at Nike. Do you think he would have continued his momentum or fallen off like he has at Adidas? Why do you think he gets no love on his Adidas sneakers? So maybe we can start with Matt because he's uh, has such a, a, a strong opinion against him. I don't know if I want to use that word, but... Oh, it's not an opinion. It's like a friggin' thesis paper. Uh, where to begin? <laughs> First of all, the shoe that he got the most universal props for is a shoe he didn't even make himself. First of all. Second of all, it was a group effort. Also, it was just blending it together two existing shoes. So that's one. Two, I think his shoes at Adidas are so, it's not fake, but the guy cast a middle finger to Adidas. And then when they were the only ones willing to write him a check and let him have free reign, he took it back and was like, oh no, I love Adidas. It's like, well, well hold on, but you were just dissing them on Twitter. And then the guy deletes his tweet and starts working for them. I, I just... It's disingenuine, number two. Number three, I think he might need someone to rein in his designs. And that's that's often the case with a lot of people who are overly creative, which is not a Kanye. problem. Right? Kanye, Kanye. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's certain people, exactly. I could go on a thesis. Home runner. Kanye himself. There's no way some of these people could helm brands because their creativity is too wild. The consumer's are either uncomfortable with the product it's just not familiar enough to them there's some sort of big learning curve or they're not innovative enough etc etc so i think the adidas shoes are just too far left field i put it in the bucket of it's not fully there but kind of like the Kerwin frost stuff that's like you really have to just Mm -hmm. be a fan of this guy's work to fall into that bucket of oh i would i would purchase these sneakers and that's and adidas is playing in that in that space and they're fine with it they've got the jeremy scott with the teddy bears and the wings and the this and the that and they're willing to let their creators run free if we believe those rumors right or those internal conversations that we all heard that nike doesn't give kanye free reign so he went to adidas adidas gave him free reign and let him do his stuff and this and that and we hear that creators get to make quirky decisions on adidas like the kerwin frost stuff it seems like they give more free reign to their creators so that was the right place for him to go in the end i get it and i as a creator myself i would love that deal too so but i just think sometimes people benefit from having someone review their designs and just make it a little bit more practical or consumer friendly because you can still have the stories you can still have the meaning you can still have all that stuff there without it being completely unhinged to a point where you've got threads hanging off your shoes that like i don't know is this supposed to be edgy is this supposed to be it looks like a child did this shoe and it's kind of safe to say for all of his shoes it looks like a child made the shoes which a lot of adults may not feel comfortable wearing so those are like five points. I don't know if you guys want the other five points in the plan, but I'm going to stop it there and let other people talk. <laughs> I will say, Matt, I agreed with you in the sense of like, it is more towards the Kerman Frost type. I'm not, a, that's too far for me, but like, I completely agree. It is a niche. It is a very niche buyer, but like directly, I will ask, what do you think of the super turf? Cause that's his shoe. He designed that shoe and it's like a hiker shoe. Like, I, I think that's his, like one of his best designs outside the ZX 8000s that used you didn't like because the threads and stuff, but like out of curiosity. 
The super turfs are interesting, but the thing is, I don't think he designed the silhouette, did he? Because I'm seeing other colorways releasing in this that are not necessarily Waterspoon related, I think. He was, so Adidas said that he was part of the design process. He was the main designer with the Adidas designers. So it's kind of like, I guess, a Kanye situation where he gave something and the designers went, okay, let's fix this and put out something that people will buy a little bit better, I guess. But yeah, it is technically his, his design. I mean, if it's technically a design, that's pretty cool. It's probably one of the only ones that I find passable or semi-appealing. But even at that slapping Jiminy Cricket on the middle of a tongue, I have absolutely no idea. I know there might be a story. There might be a a Disney guy. But as an adult, again, but as an adult walking around with a Jiminy Cricket on my shoe, again, it's you're siloing your consumer. You're putting it into a bucket of you have to also like x y and z to purchase the shoe otherwise someone's gonna be like hey you've got jiminy cricket on there are you, are you a disney fan it's like no because sneakers for us are conversation starters right i wouldn't be wrong in saying a lot of us wear this because we want to belong to the sneaker community and talk about what we're wearing so someone starts talking to me about something i'm not a fan of not totally aware of why it's on the shoe it's not a jiminy cricket inspired shoe he's just slapped on it and there's a giant pocket totally removable i get it whatever it's fine you know, the novelty is there, but you asked me about the super tar- turf and those are my thoughts. And I again, respect it. Man. I pass this I respect off so, it. so somebody else can riff. <laughs> I don't know if any of us can have a riff like that, but you know, we'll, we'll try for me. I think with all designers and footwear, nobody hits a hundred percent of the time, right? Every designer has their misses, but I think for me, kind of the unfortunate case with Sean is that like he hit on the first one. And then it's like, he set the bar so freaking high with that. And then it just kind of, it's just, I, I haven't seen it like tick back up yet. And, you know, I don't think that's a knock on Adidas or anything like that, but I just don't know what it would take for him to kind of get back up to that level because I think he could, he's got the ability. We've seen that, but to get to that level that he had with the 97 ones, like that's, I don't know if, if he can reach that again. Cause it's just kind of, I don't know. He's in, he's in a weird space right now. At least that's my opinion. It'll take add, a focus you know. group. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, think, I think we went back to Nike, though. I think if, like, he came back with, like, a Air Max 90 and, like, did something with it, I think it would kind of go back. Like, I don't I, know. I, I yeah, because he had another pair that was that was slated to release. I have the A6 pair, the gel. Well, not the A6, sorry, he, the Nike one. Like, there was that blue... 97 yeah. one, right? And yeah, it, I never guess something ha- it never released. Something happened, and then he went to Adidas. Yeah. But I, I guess that's kind of like part of your question too, is that if he had stayed with Nike and let's just say he released that, would that love for him still be there, right? That's what I mean. Like I know Matt's different because Matt has like a design creator background. So he, you know, you're more, edu- I guess I would say educated about behind the scenes and how all that works and maybe how, how his functionality works. And if people are going to buy that shoe, I completely agree. But I still think if like, as an example, those EQ293s that I really like. If that was a ACG, I think it would sell really, really well. And that's just mainly because it's a Nike product. And that's just because North America, right? Remember, we're North, we're North America. It's very different than it's in Europe too, right? So Adidas is big worldwide, but they're not as big in North America because basketball influencers, et cetera, right? So it's I don't know. I'm just defending it, right? I'm just... (laughs) I I, I don't want to jump in too too much here, but I I tend to agree that I think the reason that he hasn't done as well, first off, some of the designs are a little out there. I will agree with that. 
the strings, like I know you got those superstars, James, the the Watherspoons with the, the I trim string. I trim all my strings, just like you know, they're gone. That that makes sense to me, but the, the design of that doesn't make sense. Like I don't I don't understand it. But anyways, I think it also comes down to some of the models too. Like I think what you said about some of those shoes being like the EQT being an ACG, I think that would make a difference. Like because if you have, if you think about the the one the shoe that he hit on, he took a 97 upper and an Air Max one like iconic shoe. And put and he put two iconic shoes and put them together. I don't know that he's had the chance to do something like that at Adidas. Like he's had the superstars, which I think the string thing was just. I, I don't want to get into that, but I do tend to think if he was at Nike, he would have a little bit more success. Now with some of the designs he's put out, that's an iffy thing. But I think doing some crazy stuff on an Air Max One is not an out there concept. Like we just talked about the the concept Air Max Ones earlier in the episode, right? Those pairs are shall we say far out far out <laughs> i thought i knew that was that good was that good that a good like good how did we miss the on point how did we miss the on point with the best storyteller oh uh, that's true that's that's i don't true. know how we missed the on point the uh, on point absolutely uh, oh my goodness yeah but uh carlos any thoughts on the the, the sean discussion topic um yeah i think if he if he was still at nike like matt and ad said I think the bar was set so high because of the team that was behind him. At Adidas, he has the freedom to do whatever he wants to whatever he wants. At Nike, he's not going to have that. So he's going to have a team consulting or whatever saying, hey, that's not it, guy. Let's tone it back. Let's let's rethink this. So, yeah, I do think he set a, the bar super high with that killer design that he made with the, with the 97 one. But I do think it was a team behind him, although he was the head of the team. But at Adidas, I mean, he he has a free range and he has can do whatever he wants. And not everyone feels that design. It's it's a super niche consumer that wants it. James, I mean, he wants it. I don't want it, but <laughs> I, I personally I personally don't like it. But that um, ninety seven one, yeah, let's let's get it. But I think that was all a team, like Matt said. There was somebody behind him telling him, hey, you need to bring it back. Maybe that 97.1 had strings on it to begin with. <laughs> and then they were like, hey, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah, like a Jiminy Cricket or something. He, was on yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah Car- I, Carlos, I, that shoe was made with other influencers in the space. They like there's actually behind the scenes video and stuff like they were in like a focus group. And they all contributed to the design of that sneaker. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. You know, I think the guy's got to be reined in. Yeah. So like you said, and AD said, I mean, he, he's not going to have that freedom at Nike. Just like any, like, just like anyone else wouldn't have. And just like Kanye didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, interesting takes for sure. But, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone, you know, likes what they like. Not everyone's going to like, you know, there's people I'm sure that don't like the, the 97 one. Right. So, yeah. but I do like the fact that Sean, you know, is creative in his own way. Maybe not in some ways that some people may want him to be, but, you know, he's, he's definitely has that, he has those ideas. Right. And, you know, to make them come to life for sure is, is definitely something that's really difficult to do. But in terms of just like creating stuff too, Andy had a question about bespoke the, bespoke, the bespoke. So right now, customs are huge, bigger than what we've ever seen before. You know, before it used to just be like 
painting sneakers, you know, changing the color of a swoosh. I know back when I was a kid, I would like draw on my sneakers and things like that too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now we've seen it taken to levels where, I don't know if you guys seen those customs with Pokemon. Uh, I'm sure some of these people have seen it where there's like a Charmander one and there, there's like fire coming out of it. Someone did a, they did a Squirtle one and there was like water shooting. Out. There's things that are done with sneakers now in terms of customs that we've never seen. But Andy's question was about bespokes and it was, what are your thoughts towards bespoke custom Jordan 1s? Are they worth it or are they just reps? So I guess maybe what you're getting at is, are these considered like real sneakers or? Yeah. So like kind of the question I had with it is like you see people, especially with the Jordan 1, you see a lot of people do like their handcrafted Jordan 1s, right? Like they'll. Like a Sue Surgeon kind of guy. Five, yeah, five like a Sue Surgeon kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Vibe Remake Lab. There's like Mercury Manufacturing. There's a bunch of people that do it. Mm. Oh, Um, okay. And the quality on them, like, is insane. Like, it's amazing. Like, they're all handmade. They stitch them. The leather's oftentimes better than some of the stuff that Jordan Brand puts out. But, like, at what point? Because, I mean, you saw Nike go after, like, Warren Lotus for his dunks and, you know, a couple other companies and with their knockoffs of Air Force Ones or of dunks or things like that. And it's like, you see all these bespoke. Jordan one people that are making 85 cut Jordan ones that just look beautiful, but it's like, where's the line of like having that be like <laughs> something that is, is sought after. Is it, is it a, you know, cause it's not an authentic shoe cause it's not coming from the brand. It technically, you know, would be a replica of like an 85 cut, but like, I just wanted to know where you guys stood on, like, are those shoes that you would want to spend your hard earned money on? Or would you rather go after just like a normal Jordan one or a high heat pair of Jordan ones. I personally look at those shoes as one of one pieces, just like anyone would look at at a a piece of work, like an art, art piece, right? That piece is a one of one. So that shoe is no longer a shoe. That is a work of art. That's a piece that you want to own and to have just like you're going to hang on your wall from any other artist. So I don't see them as reps. I see them as originals one of one pieces so would i spend my hard-earned money on on an art piece that goes on my wall yes so would i spend of my money on a one-on-one piece that's going to go on my feet maybe once a year or maybe never yes so i think those things are amazing first of all because i can't do it second of all because those guys are have the creativity to do it and the colorways and whatever materials they use are absolutely insane. So yes, I would say they're worth it. And I would say they are amazing pieces and totally worth it. Do you guys like I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die? That song? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> David, for the I don't know where you're you go. going with this. I, I don't know where you're going with this. I full six. A lot. I'm about to launch. I'm about to launch into a whole monologue here. Yeah. That's Eiffel 65. Do you guys? David Guetta just released "I'm Good and I'm Feeling All Right" or "Feeling Fine" or whatever the hell that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. BB Rexa. Okay. All right, that's in the millions of views within the past three days. I, when I, last time I checked, three days ago the video was released. It's in the millions of views. People are loving it. Feel good vibe hit. Great. Do you like "You Spin Me Right Round, Baby Right Round"? Yeah, you spin me right round, baby, right round up to the ground of the blah blah blah. Flowrider, Kesha, or whatever the collab, right? Okay, great. I could keep going on and on and on about the amount of times DJs or artists that we love have taken a song or sampled a song. Uh, Jason Derulo with uh, 
what you say right that's taken from image and heap i don't know why i'm doing this is an american idol but i'm making my shot um, right you've got these clips you've got these samples you've got songs that pre-exist that are amazing pieces that audiences today may have not have even heard of do you think gen z has heard of i am blue no, but they know David Guetta and they know BB Rexa and they know by bringing that song into their generation, into their circle, their space, their sphere, they're getting introduced to it and they can develop a fondness and an appreciation for it. If it takes a bespoke guy on Instagram or gal or whoever making really kick-ass one-of-one Jordan 1s or something to make people appreciate a Jordan 1 over the standard basic white air force ones that are getting cooked or the panda dunks or whatever that is to introduce some individuality and creativity to this highly saturated sheep like mentality that some people have as they're getting into sneakers from a younger age totally cool i am 100 for it i see it like a remix just like in music we wouldn't have djs if it wasn't for remixing taking original songs or classics and chopping them up and making them into something that we really like today it plays on the radio and stuff so I'm 100% for it. And who are we to stop anybody's creativity when it comes to making a new shoe like this, unless it's Sean Walters. But that's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James. <laughs> well, James seems like Sean Walterspoon. I, I, I will. <laughs> I'm hoping Sean Walterspoon just like remakes a, a classic shoe that you want, Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got to collab with him on my runner, man. I'm totally down. Sean, let's pick up, man. Let's talk, dude. It's, I'm all, everyone's got room for improvement. So do I. Let's let's look up, man. There you go. I'm shocked this topic went the way it did because I'm in full agreement with everyone here. However, a different take is that for me, so the, those are more expensive. So it's a little different. You know, I understand. Like if, you're, if you want to get a higher quality shoe and you're like, hey, I can afford $600 and I don't have to pay $1,200 for a bread one. I can spend $600, have an 85 cut, have better quality. And like you said, it's a work of art at that point. If I had the money, I'd probably spend the money on that over spending $1,200 on the 2016, 2016 pair. Like I have the Chicago ones from 20 or the Chicago one, 2015, 2015, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I have those. I'm comparing it to like others pairs and i'm just like this is not a high quality shoe if i had six hundred dollars to spend on or six seven hundred whatever it is then i would probably spend it on that like vibe vibe maker one or whatever and i think it was impressed because you had like guys like nightwing shout out to the og one of the ogs in the uh youtube sneaker game uh nightwing 2303 at wear testers because he did a full review on it and it was cool hearing him enjoy it like go like this is like this is quality. Now, from the other side of it, I like not from the other side of it, from a different perspective, I also don't mind people that buy reps as long as you don't resell. Don't tell me they're real. Don't tell me, don't tell me you're reselling them as real. Cause to me, there's the accessibility of it. Cause there's a lot. Like if if you look at reps now, man, the only way you can tell is by the smell most of the time. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Like <laughs> Like you're going to like say someone's fake because it smells funny or because like the paper's wrong or the box is wrong. Hey, we wear our sneakers. I know everyone here wears their sneakers. You know what I mean? You throw them on your foot. 
no one's going to know the difference. Again, as long as you're not saying like, oh, I just picked up the new <laughs> Travis Scott's like from StockX or something like that, right? But hey, if you're rocking them and if you take pictures of them and no one says anything, hey, who's for me to judge? Like, you I mean, like if you spent $200 on a pair of Travis Scott one lows and they're fake, but hey, they look it. Like as long as you're not trying to gain clout or something like that. And just like, hey, I like wearing my shoes. I like this design. I want to buy that. I'm not condoning someone to go buy reps, just to let you know. But I don't hate on people who go like, okay, there's a handmade pair. There's fake pairs. Buy what you like at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, heck, I'm the only one that buys Sean Watherspoons in Canada probably. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I would argue that that's worse than reps. So. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, shots keep coming oh, off yeah i don't know i don't know who uh he's trying to offend here more she's sean or is it james so uh but either way i, I don't mean, know he was he was nodding his head for like with the ref conversation so <laughs> andy did, did you have a thought on your own question though uh you know it's it's a hard one because like my opinion with it is like, of course, these bespoke pu- customs are better than the stuff that Jordan brands producing because Jordan brand pr- is producing them on a large scale, yes, right? Like yeah. mass production, you're not going to get the quality that you're going to get for some one person hand making a shoe because just the attention to detail is not there. They're just trying to crank them out. Mm-hmm. So as far as quality goes on those bespoke Jordan ones, like it's like Carlos said, like it's unworldly, like the art, it's just, it's there. It's a one-on-one. It's beautiful. Right. But I also get people that are mad at that because they say it's a replica. It's like, oh, well, if you want the the real breads, you should buy the real breads. It's like, I don't know. Like like you were saying, James, like $600 for this handmade pair of breads or $1,200 for this one that's, you know, the leather quality is not that great. There's glue stains and there's stitching errors, you know, all that stuff. I mean, but, one of them you're supporting a reseller. On the other hand, you're supporting a local artist. I think the choice exactly. for a lot of people when it comes to where the money is going is quite clear where you in theory would spend it and i love right. james's point about like the quality on it right like it's just so much better on like a bespoke pair that's handmade right and exactly what you're saying andy right like it's just you're going to spend that money on a bread one which you know arguably is one of the better if we're talking about the 2016 pair you know arguably that's one of the better quality jordan ones but you're right it's it's not handmade it's not the attention is not there right they've got glitter on them mine is like covered with glitter right like <laughs> Are you sure Sean Weatherspoon didn't put that on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of loose strings. I love, I love how I've I love how I've hijacked this meeting to like turn it into like a Sean Weatherspoon. Like, yeah, I, I knew it was coming. I, as soon as I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, shit, Matt's on this call. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, yeah. but yeah, like I think with those like you see how many people or how many different like artists have started making those. There's obviously a demand for them, right? Like Mm -hmm. as a whole, like as a sneaker community, people want that. Or you wouldn't see so many people popping up trying to hand make these things if there wasn't a demand for it. Absolutely. No, I agree too. But yeah, I mean, talking about just preferences and then, you know, even Matt talked about, you know, Panda Dunks and cooked air force ones you know we're talking about foam runners now and crocs and you know kind of some of these newer trends that a lot of these newer sneaker enthusiasts you know are making popular matt sort of had a question just in terms of sneaker community and you know the newer generation of sneaker enthusiasts and collectors was uh how can we welcome the newer generation and be more inclusive to the trends of this new generation so 
that was his question. So what are your thoughts? What are you guys' thoughts on some of these newer trends and how we could be more welcoming? That's an interesting one because like, so I'm a middle school teacher, right? So I see <laughs> some of those, in my opinion, some of the trends are weird that some of these kids wear, you know, but at the same time, like I've always preached, like wear what you like and just be proud about it. Cause like, you're not trying to impress anybody with what you wear. If you feel good in it, then just wear it and rock it and be confident in that. And I think that's kind of that mentality is something that old head sneaker heads, new sneaker heads, everybody can kind of get behind. It's just like, if someone really likes their Crocs right here, right? I like my Crocs. Some people hate those Crocs, but like, again, I wear them cause I like them. And just because someone else doesn't like them, like doesn't mean we need to like, you know, butt heads, we can have, you know, friendly arguments like we've had about Sean in this episode. But I think the, the part of including people just has to come down to everyone has a different style. Everyone has a different look that they're trying to go for. And uh, it's just supporting their individuality and, and how they like to express themselves through their footwear, I think would be a good connecting piece. I want to jump in on this one because this one I actually had some some thoughts on. So and specifically, it kind of goes back to the Crocs, but I'll, I'll also touch on James as well, because <laughs> I think I th- specifically let's, let's start with the Crocs because Crocs is me kind of opening my mind to the whole foam thing. So, you know, if you go back to me as a sneakerhead five or six years ago, I wouldn't have been caught dead in Crocs. Okay. Like I would, you know, people would be like, Oh, would you wear Crocs? God, no, I'd never wear that. No, 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 no. <laughs> so this is me trying to expand my horizons. I'm trying to open my mind to other things in the sneaker world. And this is an example of that, right? I think you can come from a different generation and you can have difference of opinion. Andy, as an example, like you're seeing some of the things kids are wearing, right? Like the socks and slide thing, like in public, it was something that I just, I've never personally understood because I like, I, I, I come from a generation where I want to wear shoes. Like I want to, like, I don't want to go to the mall. Like socks and slides is not a fit in my opinion. Right. Like I'm not going to the mall. Decades of evolution have led to the creation (laughs) of sneakers and footwear. We're walking backwards. We're saying no protection for my foot. Hell no arch support. What's that? Oh, a sturdy ankle support so I don't roll my ankle and I don't get it caught in an elevator, which is half of the Yeezy slide videos on Instagram. Sure, we're devolving people. Forward, 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 please. Evolution, innovation. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I Tom Waters, sorry. <laughs> Sounds like another thesis. well but i mean this is the thing right for years i worked at a mall i worked at foot locker so you know i'd see kids come in all the time and you know they'd be going to the mall with these girls or whoever from their class and right they're pulling off a fit with socks and slides and i'm like buddy this like this is this is how you go to them like personally for me i feel embarrassed to go to the into the mall in sweatpants and that could be like a tech fleece i i would feel embarrassed to be in a mall in a tech fleece suit which like arguably is a pretty like if you were going to go somewhere that's an okay fit right like it's not yeah. crappy sweatpants you know you're technically suited yeah yeah exactly it's a 300 <laughs> track suit like damn like this this should be a nice track suit right i would feel embarrassed going into the mall like that like i can't imagine going to like putting slides and socks on and being like yo my fit's fire today man like i'm just like this is this is it right <laughs> but the crocs thing is me trying to expand right like i'm not a big fan of the easy foam runners but the crocs is me trying to expand it's me trying to like say okay let me try this trend let me see how it works and you know the comfort is there i will say that i get the idea that the foam runner croc thing is not like a not for everyone and the look doesn't it, the look isn't great but i'm trying to expand my horizon so I'm trying to open my mind to some things that the younger generation is going through. I can't get fully 100% to bright on that one, unfortunately, on everything. But 
that's me trying to expand my horizons. And I think the other thing you can do is that, you know, like you got to be inclusive to everyone, right? Like James, I, I know we've, we've ripped on Sean Witherspoon this, this episode, but <laughs> I appreciate that you like his stuff that much. And like that you are a fan of stuff that is not Nike and Jordan, right? When you post stuff, like it's never the same, like, I am a, a swoosh head through and through. Okay. Like I, I just can never bring myself to wear anything other than Nike and Jordan. I just can't do it. I've tried. I can't get there. So I appreciate that you have that diversity in what you wear and there's so much other stuff in your collection and that you appreciate some of those nicher things. So I think that's one thing you can learn too, is that you don't have to like that stuff, but I mean, you can be appreciative of the people who are, and you can try and learn from them. And that's the end of my thesis. <laughs> <laughs> Well said. For me, like obviously I don't I don't teach middle school or, or things like that, but like I volunteer at like a, a youth center and like pre-pandemic. So like kids would always notice like my shoes and like ask questions and you know, like they weren't wearing like anything special or anything like that, but they'd always ask questions, right? So and I'm I'm sure you experienced something really similar, Andy. Like I think you discussed that, right? Like, oh, like what are those? Tell me more, right? Like that's what I like. Like and like you're able to like go, oh yeah, like for me, for me, I get to tell them about my Sean Mothers fans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, Look at I get screen. to, you know, go over like story of, of, of a shoe or for me, it's like different textures, different, like not to, not to laugh about Sean Mothers, but he does use a lot of different uh, textures and a lot of different materials on, on pairs. And I find that pretty cool. You know, like how how he fuses them together beyond the color itself, but different materials I, I really enjoy. I like the technical aspects of, of shoes. So like for me, I'm starting to go away from it because fortunately my uh, my knees are a result of my ankles. So I'm starting to wear shoes that are have a lot of ankle support. That's why 550s for some odd reason are like the perfect shoe for me because they actually have good arch support too because of that insert. But yeah, just learning or teaching them more about like questions that they ask about my shoes. But if they ask, you know, if I, I point something out, like, you know, if I see like a kid, like the other day I saw a kid with like white cement fours on, right. I'm like, Oh, nice fours, dude. And he's just like, Oh, thanks, man. You mean like, just like, I think that like, for me, if someone mentions like says, Oh, nice shoes. Like I feel great. You mean like for that, like I get that high and I'm like, if you can pass that on to like the younger generation and be like, Hey, even if it's not like a high pair, but it's a bright pair or something unique to them, like clearly they feel like is like a centerpiece of their shoe. Right. Or of their, their fit. I don't know. It's just, it, I'm all about like positivity and stuff like that. So for me, it's like boosting the younger generation and realizing that like, Hey, we're not some like old heads that like, are like, Oh, I only like this shoe. Or I only like that shoe. I'm more about embracing like, okay, yes, they're wearing foam runners. Like I would never wear a phone owner. I bought a phone runner. Cause I'm like, what? like I hit on one and Mark, Mark too, uh, took it from me because like he said, when I bought them, he's like, oh, I'll take them if you don't like them. Even though I don't didn't like it. I did try it. I threw them on my foot and I'm like, this looks ridiculous. And I passed it on. <laughs> it looked like a dinosaur foot. Like to me, like, I don't know, <laughs> but like I tried it. Right. Like I, I did give it that try but yeah like, like I don't get the sock and slide thing either but like hey it's in it's a trend it's actually I would say it's a yeah it's probably a trend because it's always been athletics so I've always like I played football and basketball growing up so for me it was like you know after football that's what I throw on like I had socks on already 
took my pleats off, put into a slide, walk off the field, right? Like, cause my feet were killing me at that point. And I think for that, like, that's how I view it. I don't view it as a part of my fit as Trevor, yeah, as Trevor would say, like you're either, but like, Hey, maybe it's more of a comfort thing. Actually, maybe I wouldn't even say maybe it is a comfort thing. Cause if you look at like Kanye's designs, like as wild as they are, his clothes are just ridiculously oversized and weirdly fitting, but it's comfort, right? It's a comfortable fit. And I think that younger generation is like, oh, I feel comfortable wearing that. Do I agree with it? No, but am I going to call them out? No, because like, that's what they feel comfortable in right at the end of the day. You know, like kind of off topic, but hats off to like Kanye, because I feel like he started the slide trend and I feel like he started the foam shoe trend, right? Like Crocs existed. Nobody was Mm -hmm. wearing Crocs until Kanye did the foam runner. Yeah. And, you know, slides existed, but nobody was wearing them with socks to the mall to go talk to Trev at Foot Locker (laughs) until until Kanye did his Yeezy slides. Right. And so, I mean, I I can't like I'm not a fan of Yeezy stuff. I'm I'm not I, I don't I don't like wearing his stuff, but like I appreciate the creativity that he's done to just take those risks and then just own it right and just you know it he's he's set trends and he's he's developed this collaborative i don't know because like he was one of the first ones to really like set that collaborative bar for all these other people that have come after him you know especially like with nike like you got the travis you got union you got all these things these big companies that did collaborations and that was all after kanye did his thing right a trendsetter almost right like a trendsetter an innovator in the sneaker industry right no, right. for sure. Say what you say what you will thought, about the man. Here I thought we could have gotten through an episode without talking about Kanye, but I understand. <laughs> I understand. It makes sense. I understand. <laughs> well, He's when, a when as much as I don't want to, when he went wrong. to Adidas, when he went to Adidas, and then after the 350, there was leaked images of shoes that he had designed, like the 450s, and you know the, the 500s, dumplings. like the dumpling shoes, his basketball shoes. Even the foam runners, I think there was, I think it was like Derek Rose's girlfriend or something yeah. was walking around in them and everyone was like, what the fuck is that? Like, they just looked ridiculous. And then now all of a sudden, everybody's rocking them. So like what Andy is saying is that you can't actually knock the guy because, you know, what some people thought were, you know, ridiculous or hideous or whatever the case is, he started some kind of a trend, which is crazy to see. I don't think the Wave Runner, when he first released it, before he released the shoe, I don't think people wanted that shoe. No, no, it was hideous at all. People did not want that. Like to me, I get it. Like it's like it was sleeker once that came out, but like it looks like a like orthopedic dad shoe still to me. And I and people are like, but you're an Adidas guy. That's always the thing. Like you love Adidas. How could you not like Yeezy stuff? And I'm just like, it's different. It's very different. Mm -hmm. Like I, I respect it. I see the Wave Runner now. I'm like, okay, I get it. But like, did I consider buying one? Yes, but not for 300 us dollars 400 canadian by the time it got to me but like i get it but like kanye is just one of those things right like it's like he's been a trendsetter ever since like he became a rapper right because like obviously he was producer for years and no one knew who he was but as soon as he started rapping like he was a trendsetter everyone mm-hmm. i wanted a polo and a backpack i wanted his pastel i wanted his babes mm-hmm. i wanted like that entire fit when I was a kid, when I was a kid, right? The, like, the shutter sunglasses too. Shutter yeah. sunglasses. <laughs> had a pair. Of course I did. There you go. Uh, yeah, Carlos, what about you? What are your thoughts, Don? Just, I think this is all very generational. We, the, us older, I'm I'm Rich's age, so we see the younger crowd and we kind of like question, what do you wear? What do you want to wear? Why do you want to wear what you're wearing? You know, we question it. 
And they look at us the same way. Sure. What are you wearing? <laughs> Why are you wearing that? Yeah. So, but then you got all these vintage shops wanting to dress how we dressed back when we were kids. The so 90s fits like are back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 90s fits are back. Baggy pants are coming back. Yeah. But you still have these old heads, guys my age, who, who want to look like the young crowd did five years ago with the tight jeans and whatever's. Yeah. So it, it's all, <laughs> it's all like, That's generation. It, it, it's all, yeah, it's all like cross generations that, yeah. that everybody seems to like have their own haters. Sure. Oh, I yeah. mean, we got we we got our old head haters. We got the young generation who has their haters on us. I mean, so my kids, I pull up with some Dunks or some Jordans or whatever they are, and they're like, "What in the hell are you wearing?" <laughs> but then I look at, but then I look at, but then I look at them with some. You're like, but Michael book. Jordan wore these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, these are Jordans. What are you talking about? Yeah. But then I look at them and I'm like, you're wearing some basic ass blazers. Like, why are you questioning me? What do you got on? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's all generational. And in order for us to stop being so critical of each other, we just need to stop being haters. Yeah. Stop being sure. haters. Let let everyone do you. Let yeah. me do yep. me. And you wear do what you, you like. Yeah. Like what Andy <laughs> yeah. said to, to kick it off, you know, wear what you like. And, uh, you know, be confident yep. in it, right? Don't wear it for anybody yeah. else. Wear it for yourself, right? So I think that's super important too. So Yeah, um, and I think it's all like very clicky, especially like in school. Like if you're in a class, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I'm sure Andy, he sees this every day. I mean, it's very clicky. If friends are going to uh, wear the uh, Air Force Ones, they're going to wear all the Air Force Ones. If the friends are going to oh, wear yeah. blazers, they, they all want blazers. If they're going to yeah. wear dunks, they're going to wear dunks. So I think it's very clicky. Um, but... And, and knowing that part of that clique wants to wear something else. Mm-hmm. Kids, wear something else. Yeah. Be you. Well, that's part of the growth, too, I think. You know, everybody wants to fit in when they're younger, too. Uh, it takes a lot of growth to sort of break away from that and be unique and mm-hmm. wear stuff that you like. I know when I was growing up, you know, obviously you see Jordans. Everyone wants Jordans, right? Um, but then you can't get them. And I think that's kind of what did it for me is that, you know, because I couldn't get the Jordan 3s, you know, I got air trainers, you know, like it was something else. And, and I made it my own. You know, it, it wasn't, I still love that shoe. I still think it's a super dope shoe, you know, or I, I talked about like, uh, you know, Air Max, you know, some different Air Maxes that I've had, right? And just making those my own and being unique in that way. So even though you have these different trends and, you know, you can't knock on a kid for, you know, wanting Yeezy slides or foam runners as much as maybe we don't like to wear that that stuff that's what they feel confident right so you kind of have to give them props for you know wearing what they like too yeah um, and a lot of these kids don't even know who jordan well, is i mean <laughs> no 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 trevor watched jordan play with the wizards yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to forget those days <laughs> that's the only important thing he did in his career right <laughs> yes. the reason this question came up for me was because i as you can see may or may not really highly value critical thinking. And I think it's an important skill for people to have. And as we know, we live in a very, very social media present age where the lines between what's private and what you share on social media are quite blurred. We're taught or we're told now to express yourself, express your feelings, stop holding things inside too much. This is the generation with the most anxiety that is coming into the sneaker scene and this and that. And people are being vocal about their opinions and their thoughts. 
And we're encouraging that and embracing that. But with that will come critical thoughts and critical thinking and people saying, F the panda dunk. Every sneaker site and that I follow on Instagram is saying like, look at these cooked Air Force Ones and this and that. Like, it's not even funny anymore. Like we get it. Cooked Air Force Ones is, is a trend, is a thing that people wear. But where do we balance gatekeeping with critical thinking? Where's the fine line? Because you want Gen Z to come into the sneaker game just like you did. Because while they're spoon or without a spoon, we all at some point have to take a, a piece of humble pie <laughs> and remember that we came into the sneaker community with absolutely no knowledge of sneakers at some point. And yeah. these people are getting their introduction through the Panda Dunk, through the Air Force Ones that their friends are wearing because they want to wear something to belong. Mm -hmm. These are very formative, important years. If you study sociology and things like this, we like being a part of a society of a group. And in James's case of Sean Watherspoon, loving Disney fanatic sneaker collectors, which is even more niche. So we like being parts of groups because it contributes to our identities and the identity that we can ascribe ourselves within larger society as a whole to feel individualistic. So all that to say, this question was a sort of therapy session for me. So thank you guys for fielding your responses. Was just kind of figure out where the fine line is between gatekeeping and being critical and critical thought on welcoming Gen Z into the sneaker circle. Because we can't all be old, you know, grumpy. And I'm not even old. Fuck, I'm millennial. Why am I thinking I'm not? Like, <laughs> I'm treating myself like I'm some sort of old head. I, never, I don't even watch basketball. So I'm probably in the... <laughs> the niche of people yeah. that you guys would look down on anyway <laughs> but yeah i mean it is a generational thing right like i think you know i'm not going to like the same thing my son likes or i'm not going to same like the same things that a lot of these new generation kids are going to like but that's okay you know like everyone's going to have their own opinions everyone's going to have their own preferences so that's fine but carlos actually had a question about generational stuff too and he was curious to know whether you guys will think if this generation will have their own Jordan. So I guess based on basketball now, we have guys like LaMelo, Luca, Curry, Kyrie, Zion, Damian Lillard, Durant. Like these guys all have their own sneakers too. So he was curious to know whether or not you guys think, you know, will these kids in this new generation see these guys' sneakers as, you know, their Jordans, right? Like will people want these sneakers 20 or 30 years from now? Will they become classics? I think that's what, like, it's it's a really good question when I saw it, because I'm just like, everything is like a performance shoe nowadays. So, like, it's a lot. Like, I got, I, I get that it was a performance shoe back. <laughs> the Jordan 1 was a performance <laughs> shoe. Yeah. yeah. But, like, but, like, it's hard because it's not like, I look at Curry's and Lamello's as an example, right? Because Curry is kind of like, He's, the, he's actually older, which is ironic, right? Like he's in his, like, I think he's my age. I think he's like 32, right? Like he's, he's older for a basketball player and LeBron's 36. So it's actually not a huge age gap, but like, I think Curry, because he was such a, he changed the game so much. And because the younger generation, even people that, even the guys that play now, obviously, but like the younger generation was so influenced by him. So like, I think that like. Oh, lost him for a sec there, he froze. I think, and that was it. Nothing else after that. He, <laughs> he's still thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think kind of to go off of that a little bit, because like, look at Jordan shoes back in the day, like the separation between a performance shoe and 
I mean, there weren't lifestyle shoes back then, but the separation between a performance shoe and a shoe that just people would wear on the street, it wasn't, there wasn't that big of a gap between that back then. But now you look at, you know, the Jordan 37s, yes, they're ugly as sin, but they are a great performance basketball shoe. Um, same with the 36s last year. Are they a shoe that you could pull off with like, you know, the 90s vintage look that, you know, is in right now? Eh, I don't think so. So I think that gap, that separation between performance and lifestyle shoes has just gotten bigger over time. So it's kind of hard to say like, oh, LaMelo is going to be this, you know, generation's Jordan and so on. Uh, and then like you look at the time that Jordan did his thing with shoes too, is like there wasn't social media. There wasn't overwhelming like presence of, of sneakers at that time. And like what he was doing with Nike at the time was it was transcending. Like it was completely new. It was completely different than anything that people had seen before in a basketball shoe. And then now you see a lot of people's signature shoes. They're all performance shoes. There's nothing that like sets it apart from one another other than like the design aspect itself. The technology, it's, you know, it's technology. There's nothing that's groundbreaking that it seemed like it was back when Jordan was. But yeah, I think for kids, at least from my experience, talking with some of my students, a lot of my kids love curries, like what James was saying. They love curries. I'll see a tons of kids wearing curries. They don't play basketball. They like watching basketball, but it's curries because, you know, they, they follow him. They know what he's done in his career. Curries are accessible. Kids love those things. Curries and Kyrie's, I see a million of those with young kids coming in my classrooms because that's the player in their generation that they follow the most. Definitely. And James, sorry, we dropped, dropped off the call there. Must have been a little bit of technical difficulty there. But did you want to finish your thought there on Steph Curry and, and just, you know, he's an older basketball You were saying he was an older basketball player. Country internet. I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, like I said, he's a generational talent. I truly think like a 13, 14-year-old, like a decade from now will be like, oh my gosh, they're retroing the Curry 4 or 6 or whatever, right? Like it's like, you mean like I, I feel like that's gonna happen Be, even though it's a performance shoe like I will say the last few have actually been a lot better looking than like the, the older ones especially like in like that Mother's Day pair like the purple ones really really nice but I could see that happening just because of who he is and how he changed the game and how it's like ingrained in like everyone's mind not just like the younger kids but like I think as like like I'm 32 now and I look at it and I go like Curry is like top 10 all time. Like I didn't think that up until like last year. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, no, no, he's like just an amazing shooter. He's a good defender. You know, like, but like, I think he cemented himself as that. And I'm like, heck, maybe like 10 years from now, I'm like, oh my gosh, the retro, I'm going to buy a pair. Right. Like, I feel like because he just signed that massive, like lifetime billion dollar deal, that's just, in my opinion, I think it cements that that's what's going to happen. Just like, hate to mention even like Iverson because his shoes aren't like super popular, but like questions are still there. Questions are still a really good looking shoe. And for me, Iverson was my favorite player back in the day because, well, because of who he was, right. He's just so different compared to everyone else. He was small. He scored like crazy despite being small. And like, I look at like his impact on me then, even though he wasn't the best player in that time, I still remember him and I'm, I just bought a pair of questions like last year because I'm like, Hey, you know, they're going on sale. I'm like, I'm going to grab a pair. Like this is an iconic player, iconic shoe. But yeah, that's what I think. I do want to throw my two cents in here just as I, I work retail for a lot of years. So I, I, I kind of see, I, I have an opinion on this. So 
Steph Curry, I think kind of what James was saying, it's going to be the closest thing we get to Jordan, but it's on a completely different level because none of those guys that we listed. So like in the question that we have listed in the chat here um, are, will people be looking for like LaMelo's, Lucas, Curry's, Kyrie, Zion's, Lillard's, Durant's, um, LeBron's. LeBron's. Yeah. Uh, and we, we've talked about that LeBron specifically on a, on some episodes recently, they've retroed some really, really good pairs of LeBron's like really, really good pairs that in the year 2000 and let's say 2007 to 2010, you would have lost your mind to have a pair of those, like watch the throw in LeBron nines. I would have lost my mind in that time frame to have a pair of those. I didn't bother even looking at them. Cause I know I, that's just not a shoe I'll wear anymore. I think Curry is the closest thing you're going to get, but it's just not the same. Like it's a basketball shoe specifically. I, I kind of want to reference when I was at Foot Locker. So when I, when I was at Foot Locker, I worked at our, our local house of hoops for about a year in 2015. So if anyone remembers the Curry's that came out at that time, they were pretty limited or sorry, I don't want to say limited, but there wasn't that many of them. I think they had like four or five colorways, but they were all pretty meaningful in some way, shape or form. There was a Charlotte Hornets colorway. They did like a championship pack one. Like they were all, there was, wasn't too many colorways that released, but they're all pretty meaningful. It had the same type of hype that you would have for a Jordan release. Like, so we weren't doing raffles for them or anything like that, but you had people lining up in the morning to buy curries. Like it, it was weird because, you know, normally you get guys, you know, somewhere between the 16 to 35, 40 year old who are lining up for Jordans, right. Or they're coming in for raffles and for Yeezys and that kind of stuff. You had moms, like I'm talking moms were coming in. Like, I need the curries. What's, what's the deal? Like, how can I get them? And like, you had a lineup of like, basically like moms and kids or just moms and dads, like lining up for this shoe. Like it was, it was a really kind of interesting shift. But Andy, kind of to your point as well, everything that comes out now is a basketball specific shoe. One of the guys from Canada out in Alberta and Calgary, I believe it is, um, I think it's 23MJ88. He gets a lot of the stuff and he reviews a lot of the shoes that come out, like the basketball performance shoes, like a play in them and give you a full review kind of thing. A lot of them look great, but it's like, I look at them and I'm like, I couldn't wear that off the court anymore. Like I just, you know, he, he reviewed the Zions recently and I was like, that looks like a really great looking basketball shoe stop period i'd love to wear it on court like you know to do any kind of court activities but i just don't think i could take it off the court that actually brings me so that actually brings that goes nicely into my point which is as i just admitted to you guys before i don't watch basketball but marketing and sociologically okay how are these shoes i'm looking at the question and it says will people be looking for these signature sneakers 20 to 30 years from now not what are the kids wearing in classrooms today or what are kids like hyping up over today and this and that, and they might be their idol today, but 20 to 30 years from now, will they be buying these sneakers? Will these be hot items on the shelf and this and that? It's all going to depend because we don't have a crystal ball. It's all going to depend on how well they can do in the casual arena. If these shoes become adopted and worn in music videos, I mean, Michael Jordan's shoe was Jordan's half of like Jordan collectors always when they get together are reminiscing about old commercials. That's what sticks in their mind is the marketing. So it's mega important that these shoes, even though they were performance, be marketed in a way that they can be worn casually and included in casual conversations in social circles where when someone wears it, it means something other than, Oh, I watch or play basketball. I know tons of people who wear Jordans who 
don't have they've never seen Michael Jordan, have no interest in Michael Jordan or watching basketball or this and that. Heck, 80 something percent of my collection is Jordan's and I have never watched a game of basketball. So <laughs> it goes to show it when it transcends the sport and succeeds mm-hmm. in the realm uh, in the in the social realm, in the casual arena, casual wear. That is when we will know which signature shoes will stand the test of time as it is right now. It's hard to unseat a champion like Jordan because people cultural norms, lyrics, classic songs have literally been written about or included those. So until new classics and things like that are made, it takes a long time to change social habits, like generational time. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see new people start to arise, but Jordan's still alive and he's still got shoes coming out. He still makes appearances. His kids have resale shops. They're well connected <laughs> with the culture. I think I, I call it a resale shop because there's no way in hell you're getting that shit in retail. Um, <laughs> we all know trophy rooms for anybody who's uninitiated, but yeah. So it's uh, that that's my point, and that's where I'm coming at it from uh, as a as a non-initiated basketball you know watcher. Right, like what Matt was saying though. Like I see kids wear the Curries and the Kyries and all these shoes, but those kids are the kids that are into basketball, that are into sports and things like that. Where like what Matt was saying, it's like they haven't transcended that yet, though. They're still in that lane. And until they get out of that lane, I don't think a sneakerhead is going to want to pursue that unless it's for like a nostalgic reason. Right. Kind of like what James was saying with the questions like Iverson was your favorite player back in the day. So you're pursuing those shoes. Right. Like and the same thing. I loved AI. His shoes were terrible to play in. I remember as a kid, but they were amazing. I love the design. Also, really wish that, you know, DMX technology would, you know, come back because <laughs> yeah. that stuff was great, in my opinion. But yeah, like, I think until these athletes that have these shoes, like the Durants, the LeBrons, all these guys, until their shoes can transcend basketball and go into lifestyle, I don't, I don't know if people are going to be casually wearing those down the road. I also think that back in the day, when these shoes were coming out, the Jordans, the Air Force Ones, the Blazers, the Chuck Taylors. I also think those shoes weren't just your basketball shoes. You were wearing them off the court too. So then it like translated real easily. Like, all right, I'm going to walk to the park in my Chuck Taylors, in my Air Force Ones, and mm-hmm. proceed to play a, a ball game or whatever it was. So it was really easy for those guys back in the day to translate lifestyle to court wear because back in the day, it was your shoe. That was your mm-hmm. shoe. There was no rotation. Or, it was just, yeah. yeah. There was no rotation. There was no switching them off. There was no um, soul packs full of shoes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's no soul packs where you can carry your ball shoes. The shoes you were wearing were your ball shoes. Right. So I, I think it easily became what now kids have a plethora of shoes to choose from to ball in to walk to court now they have a ton of walks or whatever it is so everything is just there's too many shoes to pick yeah so there's a there's a shoe for every situation now basically yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) tunnel walks i mean putting on a slide after a basketball game was the greatest feeling in the world oh yeah let let those feet breathe yeah Yeah. (laughs) dope yeah Awesome. I mean, great opinions, everybody. Like I warned you guys, like we had a, a 
a really opinionated group here, so I was excited to, to get into this. Some a lot more opinionated than others about certain things. Let's not call this a, a Sean bashing episode, <laughs> even though it kind of went that way. But uh, I mean, amazing just to have you guys on. And, and you could see why they were the most listened to, most downloaded episodes. You know, just definitely some of my favorites uh, were, were you guys. So thank you guys for just you know collaborating together and and doing this takeover part one with us man appreciate it oh yeah thank you yeah thanks for having us yeah. here on guys thanks for giving me a platplatform to vent about my Sean Waller's point issues. Yeah. Deep, unresolved yeah. trauma that I had to yeah. get off my uh yes thank you all for coming back we appreciate it this is a lot of fun there was a lot of good discussion here this, this worked out really well I was I'm, I'm happy we were able to do this did you guys have any shout outs before we head out Shout out Sean Wotherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Sean Wotherspoon, as he said. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Anyone else have any shoutouts? Or... Yeah, I want to shout out my my son, my number one fan, Targi. He's a good boy, doing good in school, doing good in football. I want to shout out Trev, Falsey, and Weekends with Walt for our golf course flex that we put on every week. I want to shout out these guests, AD, Matt, James. Thank you guys. You guys are great. Kevin, thank you. Trev, thank you so much for having us on. Appreciate that, man. And I, I got to say, you guys are like really pushing me with golf shoes because like I <laughs> I own two pairs. of I own one. Sorry, I just picked up my second pair of Jordan golf shoes. And other than that, I have two pairs of Air Maxes, a pair of Roche Runs and a pair of Epic React golf shoes. Now you guys are making me think when I go to the golf course. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to wear a nice pair of shoes. Oh, damn it. I got to take a picture of these two. Like, he, he needs more flex pairs. Is what I need saying. more flex pairs is exactly what I'm saying. Golf is such a cheap hobby, right? So you just need more money. To spend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's so cheap to do, you know? I didn't just spend $1,500 on new irons this year. No, not at all. Yeah. Andy, Matt, James, anything? Just shout out. I mean, we, we kind of shouted out at the beginning some of the, the creators and stuff that, you know, we admire. But, you know, shout out you guys in Kicks We Trust podcast. Like, I remember first time you guys reached out to me, like, honestly, never, like, listened at all. I was like, I want to come and talk. And since that episode, I've listened to, like, everything. And it's awesome. I love listening to you guys talk and just chop it up. It's it's great. Shout out to everyone else in here, too. Carlos James now. Like, you guys are awesome. Good conversation. Also, shout outs. You know, I am a teacher, so shout out to the younger generation, those kids. I see kids every day. Middle school is an awkward time of life. Kids trying to figure things out. So shout out all those those youths out there uh, trying to figure things out and just, uh, you know, find their place in the crowd. So keep keep doing your thing and uh, and find your place. Yeah. So obviously, shout out to you guys as well. I've had many conversations with all of you through DMs. For some of you, I've I've never actually... Like I guess face to face, right? So it's so it's good to put a face to face to name or however it is. And yeah, shout out to of course you guys, uh, Kevin, Trav, and obviously I've met up with you guys multiple times now. Um, shout out to the local community here. You know, very welcoming. We didn't really talk about that, but like this community was very welcoming. This new community in general, I felt was very welcoming outside. If you look outside of like complex and nice kicks like posts to be honest you know what I mean like it's one of those things that like you find your local community and and realize that not everyone is like oh yeah you don't have to have all hype pairs um which I always appreciated because that's not how I started out because I didn't have the money but uh yeah shout out to you guys really appreciate you having me on again
and Matt. Not to sing the same old song that these guys have sung, but thank you for having us on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. And I've been a listener since episode one. You guys know that. That's oh, kind of how we connected. So seeing you guys get yep. to 100 now is just one hell of a ride. And we took Sean Walterspoon along for it. So um, <laughs> it's been fun. And it's been great getting to know Andy, Carlos, and James, people who well, actually, Andy, I follow you a lot, and I wanted to ask how the hell in the world you find as much time as you do to create the quality <laughs> of reels that you do. Just beyond me. That's why I gave up content creation and went with design. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then it's great to meet Carlos for the first time. James, we've chatted a whole bunch of times before, you know, supporter of Volcar and, and stuff. So thank you, everybody. And I'll shout out Volcar. Hey, why not? You know, I said <clears> you guys could check it out on Instagram. Drops coming soon. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, caps, and sneakers coming. So keep your eyes posted on the Instagram page. Awesome. Oh, th nope. this won't be a complete uh, episode if we don't shout out Omnis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was there yesterday. I was there yesterday. Did you see Rich when you were there? I, I did not. I, did I not. love the non-Canadian, like one of the non-Canadians, like yeah. Shout out on this. But I saw Rich's pairs of shoes there. He dropped some shoes off. So shout outs to Rich and and, and always keeping yeah. them in business. Are you finding? How are you figuring that out, Kevin? You open up the shoes and be like, Oh yeah, that's Rich. That's Rich. <laughs> Rich is sent. No, we just assume if it's a size it's 10, it's either Rich's pair that he dropped off or Rich's pair that he's picking up. Yeah, well, I, I, I was looking at some of the shoes that they had just gotten. They have this little section where they kind of keep shoes before they post them. And, and I was like, oh, those are dope. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's Rich's pair. And I'm like, oh, of course it is. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Omnis. Shout out to the guys at Omnis for sure. Um, shout out to Rich. Shout out to Juan. Shout out to Kali. You know, I miss uh, Kali's intros. Kali's intros are always yeah. Top notch. Undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Unpredictable. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys again for all the kind words. And yeah, I mean, we're road to 100. So it's, it's been great having you guys on and, and being part of that journey too, man. So it's been really humbling just to, to be able to chat with you guys, you know, keep doing what you guys do too, in terms of just creating and being part of this community. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys. Yes. Um, I just want to reiterate my shout out from earlier for the weekend. If you guys have a chance to go see him in concert, he's fantastic. I'm not going to be able to sing the praises enough. I'm sorry. I, me and my buddy who went to see him, we've been listening to him since before he was signed to a record deal. You could only, he was a SoundCloud rapper when I started listening to him. So just to put that in perspective, there was no legal way to download his music at that point. So to see him sell out the Sky Dome, which is where our, the Blue Jays play up here is uh really quite incredible so it was an amazing concert and his voice is pristine in person you know when you go a lot of artists these days they don't sound like they sound on their records he sounds almost better in live like there's some songs he does live that i like better than his records so yeah if you guys get the chance highly 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 recommend to go see him and shout out to you guys as well. Like we appreciate you guys jumping on this this with us and for helping us grow the podcast. So we're we're glad to be able to do this and, and get you guys back on here before episode hundred. Yeah, I just have one last shout out, and it's shout out to the Hirachi. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> yeah. That's for Rich too, because I miss you, Rich. <laughs>
All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure you use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. We just want to thank our guests as well. You can find their individual episodes. Carlos was on episode 20. As we kind of discussed in the episode, he talks about being on The Last Dance and his whole sneaker journey. So there's a lot of fun there. James was episode 39. That's his individual episode. Again, he talks about his sneaker journey and his unique path into sneakers and the, and the stuff that he likes. Matt was on episode 54. He mentioned Volker as well a couple of times. So he goes into the whole backstory of that. So you can kind of get a little bit of background on the company and everything. And Andy was episode 77 and he talks about his journey and being a creator and everything. You can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? You can also find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. We'll start with Andy. Where can they find you? Find me on Instagram at AD double underscore sneaks and sometimes on TikTok. Try to stay away from that, but it's there too. <laughs> and uh, YouTube coming soon. Oh, dope. Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> there it was. I like, I like it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Matt, where can they find you? I ran out of Sean Waller's puns, guys, so we'll just keep it clean here. Uh, you can find me at Matt OMTL or you can find Volker. At V O L E C O E U R underscore, both on Instagram. Awesome. Carlos, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Grip Your Soul. And you can also catch me on Netflix episode 10, <laughs> Midway of the 18th Minute of The Last Dance. Oh, I'll add you. Boy. Carlos, <laughs> Carlos, you, do you have an IMDb page? <laughs> <laughs> I should. Do they, do they make Dude. one for a split second? <laughs> Dude, get yourself get yourself an IMDb page and you can yeah. write the quick like the quickest the shortest appearance in a film ever created put it on a t-shirt with your IMDb page profile so people know who you are dude that would be legendary <laughs> I, I'd cop that shirt uh, yeah I want so that shirt uh, you would totally cop that shirt literally uh, on the back it can just say time spent on screen last dance 0. Yeah. 0.001 second something but I better have some hanging strings off of it too. Otherwise, I don't want it. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos, let, let's link up. We'll do a Volker collaboration. Okay? Let's, get let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> and James, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at JamesBWill2 and Fly Eagles Fly. Oh, there fly it was. Of Eagles Fly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know we had to get it in there at least a couple times. I knew you guys would get it. You know, in like there. you know, you can't have three Eagles fans on the pod and not mention it somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna say this on behalf of Rich, man. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I swear that was Rich. If I didn't know any better, I think I think on that. Trevor, please end on that. <laughs> I had something else I was gonna say, but I'm just gonna end on that. <laughs> guys, thank. you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you all next week. Stay safe and be well. Okay, episode 97, or sorry, 98 of the Eagles We Trust podcast. Are we ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not...
hear that? <laughs> oh, come on, Kev. <laughs> that would have been, that, you know, that, there's an idea. We should have just had all the Eagles guests back on. I can run the whole yeah, episode. I, I'm, just... surprised, I'm surprised it's not like that. <laughs> this, this is the mini reunion that we did. Well, you we'll like, you get... like, you like threw in Madden and Cardinals just to make it like not as obvious or something. <laughs> I didn't yeah, want to make Miller. it seem. <laughs> yes, Miller should yeah, Miller, exactly. Miller, right? <laughs> P PD Dom too. Like, yeah, we got Mikey McFly's got to come back for yeah. the for the Eagles <laughs> yeah. episode. We'll just talk Eagles. We'll, we'll we'll have that'll be the worst downloaded episode ever. But it's okay. It'll just it'll just be fun to do. 